What's up, Bandive crew? James here. And before we jump into this episode, I wanted to ask you a question. Have you ever wished there was a way to connect with me as well as other listeners in real time? I have the solution. I finally got around to making a Bandive Discord server, which is people have been asking me for years and I just wasn't listening. I wish I had done this sooner because I couldn't be happier with the results. It's been fantastic. And we would love to see you join us. We have discussions about the music business, gear, the podcast, and a general channel as well. You can join the discussion now by visiting bandhive.rocks slash discord. Again, that is bandhive.rocks slash discord. Welcome to episode 152 of the Bandhive Podcast. You're listening to the Bandhive Podcast, the number one online resource for DIY bands to learn about the music business and touring. If you want to turn your band into a lean, mean touring machine, you're in the right place. Now, let's get this show on the road. It is time for another episode of the Bandhive Podcast. My name is James Cross, and I help independent artists tour smart. A few weeks ago, Matt and I discussed five keys to keep your band from falling apart. That was episode 148, which if you want to hear it, you can go to bandhive.rocks slash 148. That's the numbers, 148. And in that episode, we covered communication within your band particularly healthy communication. This week, I'll be talking about external communication where you're interacting with third parties outside of your band. I gotta say, as someone who's worked on the live production side of music for over a decade, one of my biggest pet peeves is artists who cannot communicate. And in fact, one of the only reasons I've ever decided not to work with somebody ever again has been people who cannot communicate. And in fact, I think there's only two artists I've ever decided this with, and both of them were because they lacked basic human communication skills. Now, whether it's somebody who never replies to an email in a timely manner, or they sent incomplete or just plain wrong information, or they're being disrespectful, I've seen it all. Don't get me wrong. I'm used to this to some level. Artists are not the best communicators in general, and that's fine. People aren't perfect. I'm sure I've fallen short of communication expectations with people at times. It happens. But let me make this abundantly clear. If you want to go places in the music business... You need to communicate effectively, efficiently, and professionally. That means you need to get your point across, you need to do it quickly and concisely, and you need to avoid being a jerk. Because if you're being a jerk, you're not being professional. Now, here are a few examples of artists who kind of shot themselves in the foot. A few weeks ago, I worked a show at a legendary Boston menu, and the artist I was working with was opening the show. But the show's promoter reached out to the artist I was working with with some basic questions about the show, Because the band who booked the show was not replying to emails repeatedly. This is so ridiculously basic. If you get an email, just reply to it. Ideally, you want to reply to everything within 24 hours. And it's totally okay to just reply and say, hey, we received this. We're thinking about it. We'll get back to you. That's totally acceptable. But just letting people know that you're not ghosting them and you are going to get back to that important email about the show you booked. That's a pretty big deal. Another example, I told this one on the podcast a while ago, was an artist who booked an advance call with me leading up to a show that we were working together. She was playing and I was going to be the production manager for the show. Now, despite the multiple reminders that go out via email and text 24 hours before the meeting and one hour before the meeting, she no-showed to our call. Finally, later, she sent an email saying she didn't make the call because she was at work. Well, you chose the time. So if you can't make it at that time, why would you choose the time? She never even apologized for that. Just talk about being exceptionally rude and unprofessional. Later, I sent over the production schedule for the event, which mentioned food for artists and crew, to which she replied asking if food was also going to be available for the artists. 
It literally says that. Did you not read? Clearly not. Now, day of show, she showed up over an hour late to her load-in without any communication whatsoever, even though I reached out multiple times. All while her guitarist, who had communicated in advance that he was going to be about 45 minutes late, yeah, he showed up right on time. He said he was going to be late and showed up at the time she was supposed to show up. But the artist, she didn't show up for over an hour after that time. Nothing. No apology, just showed up late, totally wrecked the schedule, and we were on a quite tight schedule because we had fireworks, and there's a curfew for fireworks. So all that kind of stuff. Artists, you were just shooting yourself in the foot if you were acting this way. Maybe you're being entitled, maybe you're just lazy, maybe you don't have a sense of time, which, ironically, artists need a sense of time. All of that, though, whatever the reason, it's not okay, and you're not ever going to go anywhere if this is a recurring issue. Now, last but not least, bands who don't read the information sent to them. Quite some time ago, I was running sound for a show, and the show ended up being nearly empty. Because it turns out that even though the promoter had told the band that there is not a built-in crowd at this venue and you will need to market the show, the band never read that and assumed that fans would be there without any effort on the band's part. And this is why reading emails is so incredibly important. It's such a basic task of running a business that if you cannot do this, you basically have three options. The first is getting in the habit of reading your emails. The second is having someone else in the band do it. Or the third, which is only if you fail at the first two options, is give up. I'm being dead serious here. If you cannot do business basics in the music industry, you're not going to make it because somebody else will. Even if your music is a thousand times better, somebody who can do the business side of things in the music business, they're going to go further. And this is why you see artists, I don't know how many times I've seen local acts complain about, oh, so-and-so got this opportunity. My music's a thousand times better. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. I don't know. Be objective about it. But let's say it is. Well, you know why they got that opportunity? Because they made a connection. They communicated. They weren't posting on Facebook talking about how other artists are so terrible. That's why these artists are making these connections and getting these opportunities. So if you're sitting there thinking, hey, why do we never get these opportunities? Maybe it's a communication issue. Maybe it's something about your personality. I don't know. But look at yourself And honestly assess where you are and how you're performing in the music business. Because that's probably the root cause. If your music truly is better, there's something else going on. Now, how can we avoid making mistakes like what I've listed above? Because any of these really have the potential to burn a bridge. And I have eight points here for you. The first thing is read all the information that's sent your way. I get it. Yes, it can be a lot of information, but it is not optional. You might save yourself quite a bit of money. Like there's venues that say, hey, please read our FAQ. And then the FAQ says, you're not allowed to give away stickers. If you sticker our venue, you have to pay. Like all of this adds up quickly. The second is having up-to-date information for your band on hand at all times. This is stage plots, input lists, anything that is vital to your show, have that information available and ready to hand to somebody who asks for it, whether it's digital or ideally physical. Just a few weeks ago, I was working a show, and we were the only band with a stage plot and input list, and the sound engineer was really thankful for that, and it made the show run a lot more easily. Three, learn effective communication techniques and don't be passive-aggressive. One-word replies like MK are super rude and should be avoided at all times, especially in a business setting, but even in your personal life. That's just kind of like, come on, don't do that. Four, be on time. Or if you're running late and you cannot be on time, communicate that. One of the 
biggest pet peeves I have is artists who say, yeah, I'll be there in 15 minutes. And then they show up an hour later and it turns out they said that even though they just left their house, which is an hour from the venue. It's like, why would you say you're going to be there in 15 minutes when you know it takes an hour to get to the venue? That serves no purpose and just messes up the schedule even more. Five, avoid speaking for others, even if you're asked to do so. It's totally fair to just say, hey, I'm really sorry. I'm not comfortable speaking for someone else. That's a valid excuse. People should respect that because if you're saying, hey, I'm not comfortable speaking for someone else, that's you saying, I don't know what they're thinking. So let's let them make that decision. Six, apologize when you make a mistake or disrespect someone. This should be pretty self-explanatory. If you mess something up or if you're a jerk, say you're sorry. It's that easy. And obviously you have to mean it, but it can go a long way. The artist in the second story I mentioned never once apologized. If she had, I probably wouldn't have been so annoyed. Like stuff happens. Yeah. But if you're not even sorry for it, no, get lost. Seven, use nonviolent communication before a heated situation arises. Nonviolent communication is an amazing book that my editor Leland recommended to me. And even though I'm only partway through it, I've already found it incredibly helpful. Just seeing how to interact with other people in a constructive manner is really amazing. And a lot of it is common sense, but there's also frameworks that you can use to make these conversations easier and quicker to get to the root cause of what somebody really needs or wants. Now, the link to that book is going to be in our show notes at bandhive.rocks slash 152. That's the numbers 152. So if you want to check out that book, which again, I highly recommend it, bandhive.rocks slash 152, and it's called Nonviolent Communication. And eight, just to round out this list, almost nothing is worth burning a bridge. If you use good old common sense to avoid overstepping boundaries within the industry, that is going to go a long way. So basically, if you feel like you're being a jerk or you've insulted somebody in some way, take a step back reevaluate the situation and see how you feel and then take the appropriate steps to correct whatever it is you've done. That does it for this episode of the Bandhive podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. I really appreciate it. And this episode, aside from it being one big long rant, really is something that matters a lot in the music business. Because if you cannot communicate effectively with other people outside of your band, you're really never going to go anywhere. So a lot of this just comes down to common sense and being a decent human being. But there are things you can do to make yourself better at communication. Aside from the eight tips I listed, one of which was getting the book Nonviolent Communication, which again will be in our show notes at bandhive.rocks slash 152. You can do so many things just to try to be a better person in every single interaction you have with people in your band, with people outside your band, wherever they are. Just be a decent human being and you will get so much further in the music business. That's really all I have to say about this is be a good person and communicate well. Those are two of the biggest keys to success in the music business. And I know we've all heard about artists who they are superstars and they're total jerks. Chances are they probably weren't like that when they were starting out. The smaller artists who act like they are the giant rock stars, they don't go places. The giant rock stars, some of them act that way because they're at that level where it doesn't matter anymore. Now, it matters to the people they're interacting with, but it doesn't matter to their overall career success. But if you are just starting out and growing, it's going to have a massive impact on your career if you're being rude and unprofessional. So don't do it. It's as simple as that. 
We'll be back with another brand new episode of the Bandhive podcast next Tuesday at 6 a.m. Eastern. Until then, I hope you have a great week. Stay safe. And of course, as always, keep rocking. Hey, you. Yeah, you with the headphones or the speakers. You've made it to the end of the episode. Thank you so much for listening. While I still have you here, if you're not already in the Bandhive Facebook community, it would be great to see you there. We have over 600 like-minded musicians who are asking questions, sharing their experiences and advice, and much more. So if you want to improve your band's business, look no further than the Bandhive Facebook community. You can find it by searching for Bandhive on Facebook, that's B-A-N-D-H-I-V-E, or going to bandhive.rocks slash group. Again, that's bandhive.rocks slash group, and that will automatically redirect you to our Facebook community. I look forward to seeing you there soon.